Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Miss Hall. <laughs> yes, go her first. I, I mean, y'all can just call me Jessica. Okay. Right, just call right. me Jessica. Have you noticed any differences whenever you were 20 something and now that you're 30? We ain't gonna say you're 30 something. Have you noticed any differences in the dating world? Yes. So for me, a lot of people don't know, but I was married in my 20s. I got married at 24. And I was married for seven years. And so now I'm 33 and I'm dating and it's completely different than when I was in my 20s. Mm -hmm. Like in my 20s, you're in college, you're like figuring it out. You're not really, I mean, Instagram wasn't as big as it is now. And so now you're doing everything kind of online and meeting people through Instagram and dating apps. It's weird. It's different, right? Yeah. Andrew, being a single man. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a difference from dating in my 20s to my 30s. Uh, I think in your 30s, it's a little more intentional than your 20s. In your 20s, it's kind of like you're having more fun. You're trying to figure out life. You know what I'm saying? You're trying mm-hmm. to understand what's going on. So, yeah. yeah. 30s a, is more it's, it's more pressure on you in the 30s. Like, absolutely. Crunch time. Facts. Crunch time. Facts. You ain't got time to waste. Sam, uh, for one, I got more money. Straight like that. Like, facts. the dates are better. <laughs> like, we're doing facts. way better dates now. Like, the McDonald's and shit is out the window. <laughs> um, but like you said, I think it's a little bit more intentional. I know women talk about, like, biological clocks and stuff, but men take that into account, too. Like, I'm not trying to be a 50-year-old dad. Like, I'm still trying to bust my son's ass in basketball. Facts. Early. You know what I mean? Facts. Like, I'm not trying to get beat early. So that's just one of the things I've noticed uh, for myself is just absolutely you, you taking time, the, the time that you got left, bro. Jessica, now that you've made this transition, um, what pressures have you experienced in your 30s in regards to dating? Um, getting remarried, I feel like for me personally, I know I'm a wife. Like, I desire to be a wife. That's always been a goal of mine is to be a wife. I have a four-year-old child, so I have to think about all of those things. And so now the pressure is people are like, okay, so when are you going to settle down? When are you going to be with somebody? Like, when are you getting remarried? I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> is that something that you still want? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Like, I... I'm a wife. Like, the streets are not for me. The streets are not for me. I'm a relationship type of girl. I want to be with my man. I want to be booed up. Um, If I decide to have more children, I like to cook. If you follow me on Instagram, I'm cooking all the time. Like, that's what I do. Absolutely. You said you want the soft life, right? Yes, I want the soft life. Yes, that's me. Like, all this hard stuff. No. Take care of me. <laughs> Andrew, man, are you experiencing any, let's say, intrinsic 
Precious. Now that you're 30 something. I'm dating. The, the pressures of being 30 is like, it's just like time running out, right? Like, I know a lot of people that's been building through their 20s or like they had like a high school love, a college love or something like that. So sometimes it may, it may feel like, okay, I ain't been building with somebody this long. So like now I got to start building with somebody at 30 because I'm the type of dude, like if, when I'm working towards marriage, it's not going to be overnight. You know what I'm saying? So like. I definitely got to, like, we got to put some time in together to make sure that this is going to work. Because I feel like marriage is one of them things that once we do it, like, we in this together. You feel Absolutely. Me? So that's it's a definite decision. Sam. Yep. What is something that now looking back in retrospect that you would change about your 20-something-year-old self in the world of dating? Uh, I think I would have dated less okay. in my 20s. Um focus a little bit more on me instead of the fun and where I want to be because now you're in your 30s and you're accumulating different things and that's what my focus is, right? Now, mm-hmm. if I would have taken my 20s to really say, no, let me build my career, let me build entrepreneurship and whatever I want to do, my 30s could be solely about finding my partner. And now I have to navigate, okay, I've accumulated these things. How do I bring somebody into this? They have their own stuff that they got. How do we make it mesh? How do we make it work? And I think that's the fear that we got a lot of times. It's like, well, I don't want this person to just jump ship because I'm on a yacht. You know what I mean? Right. So that's one of the things that I would change is just really focus on me. And I think that's what a lot of men should really do is focus on you so that when you meet somebody, you have the time to really pursue that. Absolutely. Um, that's key because, you know, I'm looking back on my 20s. It's kind of like you taught that by your uncles, Right. Get it in while you can. Get it yep. in while you can. Because when your 30s hit, you got to find a wife. Yep. You got to settle down. And so it's almost like we have to do a little bit more reprogramming. Just like we talked about on the financial wealth uh, episode. It's, talking, it's all about reprogramming the consciousness yep. to say, okay, what type of high-level things am I supposed to be engaged in as a young man? Now, one thing I think me and Jessica talked about on IG Live is serial dating. Right. What would you say? Okay, Jess, let's start with you because you, I heard your opinion. As a woman, from a woman's perspective, what is your idea on a man being a serial dater? See, for me, I'm possessive, oh, so I can't. This whole serial <laughs> dating. It's okay if that's what we're going to do. We need to agree to do that together. So don't be coming at me when you see I'm on a date with somebody else and Andrew you all in, listen, you all in your feelings because it's like, oh, no, no, we're serial dating. But you guys really don't want us to be out here serial no. dating. Y'all don't we're want the that. serial daters. Y'all, y'all just wait. But no, hey, that, that, that's not how it's Just wait on us. Hey. No, this ain't Drake and Future. I ain't waiting on you. If you out here doing you, I'm going to be out here doing me too. Ain't no way. Doing that ball like that. Ain't no way. Andrew, what's your perspective on serial dating, man? The benefits. What the benefits. benefits as a man do you see in serial dating? I mean, the benefits of serial dating is like, I guess, realistically, it's like when you serial dating, there's so many different options, right? Hopefully, something falls into place. It don't mm-hmm. always work like that. But that's the benefits. It's like you can try a lot of different things, you know what I'm saying, see what works for you. Absolutely. Sam, what would you say 
as a man, a benefit in serial dating? Like he said, you just get to experience a lot of different things. Um, I think a lot of people try to take it serious in their 20s too, right? You're not really out here to waste your time. I know for me personally, I got to a point where, and a lot of y'all can probably relate, I got tired of blacking out years of my life because of the person I was with, right? I got two, three years in my 20s that I just don't even talk about because of who I was with at the time, right? So I just, I, I, got, I got tired of that, bro, you know what I mean? So I think, like you said, you get intentional about it and you're like, no, actually I want somebody that I want to build memories with and I want to look back and be like, nah, those are some great times and we're going to have even greater times together, so. Yeah. And I think, too, um, it's, it's hard to place rubrics on men and make them identical to a rubric for a woman dating in her 20s. Yep. And I think one thing that I told Jessica is like, a man's serial dating doesn't mean that he's having sex with everybody. Yep. Dating is just inactivity. Uh-oh, I heard some, no, I heard some noise. They like cat. Uh-oh, uh-oh. All right, All right say that to a minute. We're going to call you up here. Cat. We're going to call you up here. That's not cat. That's not cat. That's what they don't want to hear. That's what. That's, these are the conversations that we have as men, right? When the women are not around. Serial date doesn't always mean that you're having sex with every woman that you're dating. Serial dating is only learned, is going through the activity of dating and knowing and liking what you know. So, like, if you only date one woman in your 20s, how do you know what you like when that relationship ends and you transition into your 30s? So at least you have those experiences that you can look back on like, you know what, that one time I dated Jessica, she called me out for not opening her door or for not pulling out her chair. But if you don't have that wide body of work to look back on, it's hard to say as a man and definitively say, these are the things I want in a woman. Because we only know what we want in a mate either by our experiences or by what we're taught. And if we already know the lack of information and being taught about how to be a man or how to be a husband or how to effectively be a wife, we only know by the experiences that we experience. So that's why I think serial dating has a lot of strengths in it as long as you do it responsibly. That's key. Can you agree with that? I can agree with that. All right, all right there I we agree. go. There we go. There's some irresponsibility going on, though, too. Like. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. What, as a woman, how would you define dating with intention? Dating with intentions means I'm dating you and I'm moving forward as if I want to marry you. I'm only dating with intentions at this age in my life. That's all I want. If you're not looking towards marriage, then we don't need to be dating. That's good. Do you have those conversations? How early do you have those conversations with a man? At the very beginning, because I want to let you know, like, this is not a game. Like, if you're here for to play and tricks, I'm the wrong person for you. Okay, I'm is, serious. Is that the first date? Is that when he in your DMs? How early do you recommend a woman to mention that? I said when you slide in my DMs. So like, you automatically. Like, this is serious over here. You trying to come over here? This is serious. Okay. Andrew, how would you define dating with intention? No, I feel the same way at 30. Like, we, we definitely date with intentions, but I got to side differently with her. Like, if I'm DMing you and you tell me right off, like, this is what it is, like, I don't even know you yet. I respect it, though, you know what I'm right, saying? Yeah. But 
I have the same idea, but we're trying to get to know each other real quick, right? We at the same age, so I kind of feel like it's already known that we dating with intentions, you know what I'm saying? Over 30, whatever, whatever. Nothing, I'm not saying nothing you said was wrong. Yeah, no, but I'm saying you got to say that up front. I get what you're saying. It's just me personally. That would have threw me off like, dang, she want to get married tomorrow. (laughs) But but again, that's that's an important point, though, right? Because you saying that is you're coming from a good place saying it but it's always it's also about how the person receives it no, so absolutely. that 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 automatically points out a challenge that we have when it comes down to communication between man and woman to whereas man like oh whoa 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 and the woman is like no I'm making it known about the intention so it's like we have to come to a common ground on how you deliver and also man has to be able to digest it in a way to where she's just making her needs known no, I think, absolutely. I think there's a, like, I think that's the difference between dating in your 20s and your 30s, right? Like, there's two type of women. Women you can play with and women you can't. Right. And you, in your 30s, you can identify who you can and not play exactly. with. Like, Facts. You ain't playing with me. You know, off rip, like, all right, I got to come correct. Like you said, I got to hold the door. I got to pull out all the stops because she's not taking anything less. And I think in the 20s, it's a little bit lackadaisical, I can have a little bit of fun, but in your 30s, nah, if you ain't coming correct from, like you said, from the DMs, you might not, you could be left on red real quick. So I have a question. How is it, I'm trying to say the best way to word this, how can we grow as a community to receive the message that you're putting out about intention and wanting to be a wife in your 20s instead of, the same way we receive it in our 30s because if you were 20 if a man slides into your dm and you're 22 years old and he's 22 years old and you're like look i'm ready to be a wife because it's okay for you to be a wife at 23 24 years old how can we grow in that area to receive that i think it depends on the maturity level of the person you're with because for me i was married at 24 because i knew for me what i wanted and how i wanted my life to be and so i wasn't dating anyone that wasn't in alignment with what i was with what i wanted absolutely what are some things you look for in a man give me your top five qualities Five tough. Leave us with something good. You know what I'm saying? Six foot. Uh Uh-oh, Sam said he got to be six five. No, for me personally, it's someone that has an amazing personality that is able to communicate with me. Personality? Personality. I have a daughter, so I need someone that understands that we're a package. You're not just getting me. You're getting me and my child. And so for me, that's very serious. So if you're not trying to be serious, stay away. Also, I need somebody that's financially stable. I'm at this point in my life that I can't grow with you. I can't I can't do that right now. Like you need to already be kind of together cuz I can't I I I can't do it. Okay. <laughs> um I mean I, you got to love the Lord. I'm sorry. I'm a Christian. I pray. Like, that is very, very important to me. Um, you have to love the Lord. If you are an atheist or you're not exactly sure or a Muslim, I'm sorry. That's not going to work for me. Okay. Because um, that's just part of my, my values and what I value. Um, number five, um, you have to be able to love me, like, and be able to show me and not be afraid to 
express your feelings. I know for men, it can be very hard to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And for me, one of my top love languages is words of affirmation. And so I'm all about being able to express yourself. And I'm also very traditional. So you have to open my door. You have to pull out my chair. Like that is something that I value. True. Sam, what are five qualities that you look for in a woman? Everybody say, oh. I, mm, I, don't, I don't know if I got five. Uh, okay, give, give, give us your sum. My... Like, okay, so one of the things that I really pray for when dating is value added, right? Now, I have to define what value is to me depending on where I am in life. So it could be maybe I need support for work or in my entrepreneurial journey, whatever the case may be. But I just want value added, um, definitely support. I definitely value uh, a spiritual relationship and like you said, I, I think, shoot, I want to be the little spoon, too, sometimes. You know what I mean? Love, love me, too. You know what I mean? I'm okay with saying that. I want love. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, that's it, man. Really, um, like I said, value added and just understand what I need at that point in life and um, have somebody that can I can grow with and do the same thing for them. Solid. Andrew, she mentioned that she wants a man to be financially stable. When a woman says that, what does that mean to you? To be a man that's financially stable. <laughs> All right, so a man that's <laughs> not a, not even not even a bag. It's just more about being financially stable. Is like you have your affairs in order, right? You got your priorities in order. So like. I mean, you definitely need to have a car. You definitely need to have a house. You definitely be able to, like, provide for the people that you're supposed to provide for. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just need to have it in check. Like, don't be spending money on things that really aren't important, like trying to impress people and things like that. Make sure that you are okay for the future that is to come. You know what I'm saying? Instead of, like, impressing somebody for the present, isn't as important as mm-hmm. making sure that you're good for the next couple of years. You know what I'm saying? So like that's something I've always been aware of when I'm thinking about a relationship. Cause me as a man, when you have a woman, you got to think about somebody else, right? So I got to be financially stable for both of us. Mm-hmm. And then if we if we create a family, I got to be financially stable for all of us. You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. it's more than just yourself. It's like making sure that you can handle everything so that. Y'all can live life the way that you're supposed to live. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Jessica, a question for you. Is therapy needed to be a better partner? Absolutely. First of all, I'm a licensed therapist. There we so go. I'm all about therapy. Like I that is very, very important to me. I mean, even within my my um, last marriage, my previous marriage, we didn't work out because my ex-husband had some issues that he was afraid to kind of address with me. And so I believe if he had therapy, a person that he could talk to that's unbiased, that's not friends, because I feel like sometimes we don't want to tell our friends everything, some of our deepest secrets, some of the things that we're struggling with because we're embarrassed. And so I think therapy is, very important. Absolutely. Sam, how important is therapy to you on being the best, the best partner you can be? Uh, I think, it's, like you said, men got a lot of things that they got to work through. Um, even the stuff that we don't know, right? Like, 
I just built a relationship with my dad. But for 25 years, there was a whole side of me that I didn't know. Right. That's medical stuff. That's mental stuff that I don't understand. Um, so I think being able to sit down, talk to somebody and understand that for me allows me to take that to my partner and say, hey, look, these are some of the things that could occur, might occur, have occurred already. And I want you to be aware and I want to empower you to help me through it. Right. Absolutely. That's deep, man. I can definitely piggyback on that. I went to therapy with my father as well. And that process of either going to therapy as an individual, but whenever you go to therapy with the person that you're trying to heal with, it's a whole dynamic experience because I was able to gain a new respect for him as a man, for him being vulnerable and divulging things, right? And so me being able to have that intimate moment with my father made me a better man because for the first time, he showed me what being vulnerable was. And it's amazing whenever the person that you look up to gives you that example, that visual example, it makes you grow as an individual and makes you grow as a man. And you see them as human, right? Like, they they become human for the first time. Like you said, you admire somebody for so long, it's like a superhero. Mm -hmm. And it's for the first time you, like, you look at your parents and you're like, damn, that was just a 25-year-old that had a baby. Like, you know what I mean? That wasn't really a dad yet. That was just a 25-year-old that had a baby. You You gotta give them grace. You gotta have the grace for them. You gotta give them grace. For sure. How, Jessica, how much would you say ego inhibits our ability to grow as partners? I feel like when you're in a relationship, you have to let go of the ego because you can't do that for the person that you're trying to build with, that you're trying to establish something with, right? I can't have this ego because my ego will stop me from apologizing to you, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like my ego will stop me doing things for you because I'm upset with you. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm trying to build, if I'm trying to have a relationship with somebody, I have to put my ego to the side because at the end of the day, it's not about me. It's about us. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Absolutely. I think um, one of the books that helped me that shifted my mindset on ego was A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. And that book talks about, the whole book talks about the suppression of the ego and how as if you can fix that part about you as an individual and then we as a collective consciousness fix that issue about us as a community, we can get a lot further in life, right? So like being a humble servant to your partner is an example of the suppression of ego, right? As a man, some things that may be frowned upon by society, doing laundry, washing dishes, all of these different things, you may have to do that to support your relationship. So I think suppression of the ego is key. Suppression of the ego is key. Andrew, what is one of the top qualities you look for in a woman? One, there's one thing above everything else. <laughs> the heat. Boy, that's a tough one. Let me, the top one. Top one. Morals and values, like. Okay. For sure. How you Expound raised, the morals and values. Nice. Expound on that a little bit more. <laughs> Everybody raised differently, you know what I'm saying? So some people may look at a situation and it may be morally correct for them, but it may not be morally correct for how I was raised. That's you deep. know what I'm saying? True. So. True. For me, I'm I, like I was raised traditional too. You know what I'm saying? So like certain things, 
uh, morally in a traditional way, that wouldn't be right. You feel me? As, as far as, like you're saying, be, being a wife or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, that's top for me, morals and values. Absolutely. And Jessica, I got one more question for you. Okay. One more. Dating apps. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Give me one crazy thing that you've seen on a dating app. The craziest thing you've seen. The craziest thing that happened to me on a dating app. (laughs) (laughs) I had to get a restraining order on somebody. So I was on a dating app like all of three months. And then that was it for me. I can't. So not to go deep into the situation, (laughs) but what is one of the things that turned you off about dating I feel like I didn't really get an opportunity to have a connection with that person because I'm only kind of looking at their profile, right? I don't know anybody that knows them. Like I can, I only know who they are perceiving to be on this app, right? Well, if I meet somebody on Instagram, at least I can follow them for a little while. I can kind of see how they move. I can kind of see some things. I can see if we have people in common. I can ask around. That makes me feel more comfortable. Then just being on this app and like, oh, I guess we match, but I don't know. You can be crazy. Mm-hmm. Hence what happened to me. So, mm-hmm. Sam, dating apps. What's your thoughts? So, I personally have never done dating apps, but y'all told me that Instagram is a dating app. But I don't, I don't consider uh, Instagram, Instagram is a dating app. app. I, I was going to ask that. I was going to ask that. Instagram is a dating app. It's so much more that happens on Instagram than dating. Like now, Tinder and stuff like that. I personally, I've always been a little bit afraid because I feel like I, I feel like my game ain't that strong. Like if if I can get you on a date, then you done been on a hundred dates. Like <laughs> so, I'm like I'm good. I don't. Even, I'd rather the natural connection a little bit and just get to see how somebody is in person. I'm still the old fashioned. Like I, I I like to walk up to you. And like, hey, how you doing? What's your name? Like, I would rather that. But if if it's sliding in the DMs, dating app, I, I just slip and slide into a couple of DMs. Yeah. I mean, even even my personal experience. So, uh, I was living in another city, right, on a dating app, and I ended up meeting my fiance on a dating app. But she ended up living a block away from me. So, during the pandemic, when the pandemic started, I mean, when it first first hit. Going out to the bar, going out to the lounge, the pandemic changed your entire way on how you interact with people, right? So we were in the house on the phones, in the DMs more, you got COVID, can we link up at the park? Like, it changed everything, right? So, but I think once you meet a person, matter of fact, she told me, she was like, look, we got to talk on the phone and FaceTime before we end up going somewhere. And having a sister, I wholeheartedly agree with that approach. But I also believe that if you're on a dating app, dating with intention, it's the same way as being on Instagram, sliding in DMs with intention. It's like, are you there to handle the business of you being there, right? So I think that's key. So I think my line brother met his wife there. I know dozens of people that met their significant others on dating apps, but I think it's all about your mindset and how you go into it with that. So before we close it out, Get, what is one thing you would give a young lady advice on transitioning out of a marriage into the dating world? Um, <clears throat> know what you like. 
Um, be comfortable with yourself. Allow yourself to have time to heal. Depending on how long, like I was in my marriage for seven years, so I had a lot of learning about myself from what I learned from my previous marriage to learn what I'm looking for in a potential mate. Like I, I know what I need now because I've taken that time to kind of reevaluate myself and understand what I need and what I want. So. Yeah, get to know yourself and take that time. Like, it's okay. You don't have to be in a rush. Even though society makes it seem like, oh, my God, you need to be married by this time. You need to have kids at this time. Like, no. it could, There's no timeline. Like, the way science is, the way our body works, like, you can take as much time as you need as long as you're healthy out here dating. There because the worst thing is is for you to date somebody and you're taking all the baggage from your previous relationship and bringing that into that next one. Andrew, what is one thing you would give a single man a piece of advice on when dating in your 30s? Watch who you give your energy to or who you exchange energy with. That's key, man. That's key. I think that energy exchange um, is important because as a young man that dates women, sometimes women can be vampires of your energy. And it's essential for a man to be consciousness about where you put your time. For example, if you really want a woman that wants the type of man that you are, she'll be conscious about the energy that she brings to you because she wants a man that's focused, that's logged in, that's tapped into himself intrinsically, extrinsically, a man that works out, a man that's working on his business. Um, those type of men are busy. They either busy physically or they busy mentally. And so the best thing for men like us are ha- are to have a w- is to have a woman that brings you peace, right? And so a woman that brings you peace, for me, is essential because when I'm out here in the world dealing with the challenges of being a black man in healthcare, trying to build wealth, trying to grow a company, the best thing a woman can give you is a nice hug, a clean house, and a peace of mind. Peace I'm of mind. A, Sam, a, what is one I'm thing you would give a man? <laughs> Piece of, piece of advice uh, on. One thing I would say is uh, don't be afraid of the challenge, right? I think you just listed a, an ideal man for a lot of women. He, he's on his grind. He's focused. And she's going to challenge that because that attracted her. So she's going to see what can break it if you're going to stay on your grind because that's going to help her future plans for what y'all got going on, right? So if it's easily broken, then she knows that you ain't really built like that. Mm -hmm. But don't run from that challenge either, right? Because that's going to make you stronger and you're going to come out the other side of it like, yo, this actually made me better. She made me a better man. Like, so don't be afraid to challenge, bro. Absolutely. We're going to take a couple questions from the crowd. Oh, yeah. Let's start with a young lady. Is there a young lady that has a comment... On dating in your 20s versus dating in your 30s. I seen that hand go up quick. Quick. <laughs> Young lady in blue right here. We got a mic. We got a mic come from. Yeah. yeah, come on up. Give her a hand. Give her a hand clap, man. Give her a round of applause. She's going to come right behind y'all saying, oh, okay. She can come up here. Yeah. I wasn't prepared for this. Oh. Oh. I'm on the spot oh, yeah. now. Yeah, you got the light. 
Okay, hi everyone. It's a, a pleasure to be here today. I had a lot of fun listening uh, to everything you said. And I wanted to... I wanted to say, as a person who's not a young lady, I say I'm in my mid to late 30s, but I would say the difference dating between now and in my 20s is that I've actually... Some of you said you date with more intention. I actually date with a little less intention now because in my 20s, I personally wasn't too much of a hurry. And I remember having a relationship where I dove in and it ended up not being the right situation for me, but I was in too deep to get out of it when I needed to. And so as a person growing up and learning more about who I am and what I need, I actually thought it was easier as I got older to take a step back and say, okay, I'm going to meet these people. It doesn't have to be a big thing. And I don't have to go into every single day thinking this man's the one. Because you can think that about a hundred men in a row. And I did. And I wasted so much time and I had so many terrible dates because you see someone's profile on whatever dating site and you're like oh we got a lot in common this one's gonna work out and then they're terrible so anyway I would say as an older person just because I'm more secure socially I'm more secure in my environment in my community I can go on a date and it doesn't have to mean everything but my boo, who I'm with right now... Clap it up for the boo. Yeah. Um, come on, boo. <laughs> he, he's a terrific, wonderful man. And we didn't even start off dating. And we even met on a dating site. But I was just like, you know what? I don't really want to <laughs> But like, we just hung out for months and months and months. And eventually I was like, oh. Like, I saw him. He played that friend role. Boy, so smart. anyway... I think going into things with fewer expectations actually helped me a lot more. Okay, that's good. Clap it up for it. Any fellas want to go up? Fellas, fellas. Let's hear from the fellas. Don't be scared, man. Sean. Share your perspective, man. <laughs> Dating in your 20s versus your 30s. I'll say this. Um, I was able to spend more time uh, learning myself. I think that's like the biggest element before you integrate yourself into any element of your life. You know what I mean? Like understanding yourself a lot more. So this way... You understand your expectations, you understand your energy, you understand how you can uh, contribute. So this way you can find what's most compatible and uh, create better intimacy for the pinnacle True. of your life. True. True. Clap it up for him, man. One more, one more comment from a young lady. Clap it up for her. The mic right there. So mine is more so a question okay. more so a com- than a comment. 
Um, what is your view on like, I'm in my 20s, I'm 24, and I like older guys. So I may be speaking for other people that like older guys. But what is your view on like somebody in their mid-20s, like, what do older guys look for if they like younger guys? Like, what's your advice? Uh, if, if, a, if an older man likes younger women. Like age the, yet, dating, give, yeah. Uh, I think it varies on the man, for one. The older men that I hang around that date younger women, the biggest thing they talk about is the level of femininity, right? Because sometimes they view younger women um, as women that sometimes have not transitioned through that 25 to 30 they're 32 and went through those phases of life and develop a certain type of mentality. So no matter how bad this sounds, and I mean this in the most humble way possible, is they feel like they're more coachable than a woman who is 35 years old, right? So the man is 40 years old. He feels like a young woman that is 25, 26, 27 is a lot more coachable than dating a woman his age. So essentially for men, we look at relationships as getting from point A to point B. How can I get from point A to point B in the most efficient way possible, right? So that means getting from being single to married, right? And how can I do that in a peaceful way and have a woman that supports me? And sometimes the best woman that can support you is a woman that takes feedback, that's coachable, and she can also coach you on how to be a better man. That okay, makes sense. Okay. I like cool. That. I want to. Uh, I want to add on that. And we'll take another question <laughs> um, from, the, from the man right here. I don't. I don't think there's a problem with age gap dating. Um, I think that, and this is, and this is something that I tell like my little cousins, my little sister, is a lot of the times the things that attract you to this older man is that he knows who he is. He he's older. He's been through life. Um, but don't fall into the allure of that either, right? Continue to, like, get to know him. Let him know what you want in life. See if he can help you because a lot of times you're just a pawn. Like, And I know men who just use younger women as pawns. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, this is my, my little thing right here. And when she thinks it's going a certain way, it doesn't really end up that way sometimes. So I would just say proceed with caution. It's, it's a good thing. You can have a good time, but make sure you're asking the right questions. Make sure you're uh, being yourself as well. So. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. Come on up, my man. Hey, uh, I wanted to ask the questions for people this is the who are boo, right? in their 20s and 30s. <laughs> that I want you guys to extrapolate upon what the difference is between intimacy and sex. And I think a lot of people in their 20s and 30s get confused about the dynamic between that. You, who, you want to take this one, Jessica? Intimacy and sex. Good question. Okay. Good question. So sex, I mean, you're clearly just having sex with this person. But intimacy, you're getting to know this person. This person knows the, my deepest and darkest secrets. They know when I'm off just by talking to me because they've taken the time to spend time with me, to learn more about me. Like They actually want to know about me. They just don't want my body. So I think for me, that's the difference. So, so was intimacy everything outside of sex? For me, yes. 
gotcha. it is okay. getting to, to know me. It's taking the time to like, oh, you're upset yeah. just by looking at you. Like, yeah. you know I, me. I think intimacy has an emotional connection. Right. Yeah. Facts. Sex it is just sex. Yeah. You get sex anyway. I want to say it also doesn't have to be binary. It's like, I think when people go into a sexual relationship, they feel that, oh, that's automatic intimacy, but it not necessarily is. I think when you're like what she was saying before, when you go into it and you want to understand that person, you're investing in them. You're investing your time, you're investing money, you're investing what your future might be. Mm-hmm. But when people stop at that sex, it's like, oh, we're, we're intimate. So no, that's not the case. Sex is sex. Absolutely. It can and I- involve intimacy, but it doesn't always have to be. Absolutely. And I, and I believe, too, intimacy uh, directly relates to um, the ability to stimulate someone mentally. Right. You're so highly engaged in their mental capacity that that's your primary focus. And so intimacy can transition into sex. But I think it starts with a lot more things that are deeper under the layers, like Andrew said, emotions, mentality, uh, and also just unconditional love as well. Any other comments? Come on up. You want to come up? Come on, come on. Come on, I'm scared. Come on. Go ahead, Eric. You got one? All right, so I say the difference between me, um, between my 20s and my 30s, um, as an older, more mature male, I've learned to not operate in fear, pride, in the ego. Because when you operate in those things in a relationship, they're bound to fail. It's good. So it's good. I think that's probably the biggest difference Solid. between my Solid. 20s and 30s. Clap it, yeah, Clap it up for him. Clap it up for him. Clap it up for him. There's a mic right here. Yep. Come on up. Come on up. Oh, my God. Okay. All right, y'all. I don't know if it's on topic. Oh, my God, I hear what homegirl was saying about the feedback. Yes, yes, yes. But I don't know if it was on topic, but I just want to say, and I think it's something that was touched upon tonight, is why do some men feel the need to have someone affirm them or big them up in order to progress, whereas females don't necessarily, I mean, they might want that, but they don't necessarily need that in order to progress and move forward. I could, I could touch on it, and then I want you to touch on it. Um, I think uh, words of affirmation, from my perspective, are key for all human beings, right? Yeah, so a man needs affirmations from a woman the same, way, the same way a young boy needs affirmations from his mother. It just comes in different phases of his life, right? And so being affirmed by a woman that you love is one of the greatest feelings a man can have, right? I mean, you know, when my woman tells me that I look good and I smell good, I I feel the same way as when my mom tells me the same thing. And so it also continues to make you a better person overall as well whenever your woman gives you an affirmation, especially when she's in tune with that's one of your love languages that you have, right? So Jessica, touch on that a little bit. I think for me, um, I guess it also depends on the type of guy and what type of woman you're with. Because for me, I need affirmations. Like I said, like that's, that's, 
that's my number one love language. So I need someone that I can affirm, but I also try to give back that same energy, right? So I want to affirm my man. I don't want nobody else to be able to do that. I need to be his biggest supporter. I'm his cheerleader. So for my man, I'm going all out. I'm texting you. I'm telling you, oh, you look good. Like we gassing each other. Exactly. And then when you put... You don't have that pride or that ego. You don't mind doing that because that's the person that you're trying to build with. And I say, too, a man's success is defined by how strong his woman supports him. So you can't be a successful man if you don't have a successful woman that's instilling these positive things into you every day. She's she's stimulating your subconsciousness with positive things, high vibrations, Making sure your energy is good. Affirming things to you that you had doubts about as a man. Going after that business. Opening this thing up. A woman can tear down an empire or she can build one. That's how powerful women are. So I think, so I think when, a, when a man recognizes that type of power that his woman has, he wants all of that energy. Because how much energy she gives you is going to be indicative to how much success you have. I wanna, behind, uh, almost behind almost every successful man, you look at his woman, he has a strong woman behind him. Amen. I want to I add to that. And we don't have no other source. Like, as men, there's, where else are we getting that affirmation like, besides our woman? And we invest so much, we put so much energy to somebody that we're serious about that that's what we need from you, really. More than anything else, I think we just need that support system. But if you look around the world, there's no other place that we can get that from. Like, a lot of women back women. But a lot of men will see a man doing good things and be like, I ain't going to add to that. You know what I mean? So we ain't, got no, we ain't got another source to get it from. So we do need it. And honestly, unfortunately... Y'all got to give it to us. But we appreciate it, though. Yeah, right. And look, thank you. No, I want to say thank you all for answering the question. I respect everyone's opinion. And I, more importantly, appreciate everyone's perspective. Yours especially. That's, like, eye-opening to me. So thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, sir. One more question. We good? Yes, sir. So I want to appreciate everybody for coming out today. Um, it's been a magnificent day, a magnificent show. Um, I think today, I think today's show brought a lot of meat to the table. A lot of things were learned. Sometimes uh, the things that we need to hear are not always the sexiest. It's not the debates. It's not the gender wars. It's not the clickbait on YouTube and IG. But as a community, we need to be talking about financial literacy. We need to be talking about how we can be better husbands. We need to be talking about all these different things so that we can continue to grow and break some of those generational curses. But uh, the food truck is outside. The cigar vendor is outside. The hookah. Make sure you click, scan the QR code on the coaster. Make sure you follow us on IG. Subscribe to the YouTube. And make sure you sign up for the alerts. My name is Aaron Lai, CEO, producer, Black Fly on the Wall. From the bottom of my heart, I support. Thank you for the support. Much gratitude. Look for us in the fall. Hope you have a good time in the day party. Appreciate it. Turn up.